Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast by Ugly Ventures. I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, and the co-founder at Ugly Ventures, a place where entrepreneurs like you can find the tools and capital to grow your business. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Good day and welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast. Victoria Hajar here. I'm so happy that you're joining me today for this episode talking all about how to create a buyer persona. So in the past couple weeks, we've been digging into the steps you need to take to create an effective go-to-market strategy. And one part of this go-to-market strategy that's very important is understanding your customer. I talked in depth about the importance of doing market research, interviewing potential clients, people that have raised their hand to say, yes, I'm interested in your product, I would spend money on your product, and digging into the motivations, the pain points, the demographic psychographics of that uh, of that buyer. So today, the purpose of this episode is to help you uh, convert that information that you gather from the interviews that you are doing during your market research phase into a button-up buyer persona. So let's go ahead and dive in. And first, let's talk about why is the buyer persona so important. So as a marketer or as a sales director, one of your most important goals is to figure out what messages uh, connect with your buyer. So if you're creating some sales scripts or you're creating some advertising copy, you're gonna wanna make sure that the messages and the offers that you create are ones that your customers are gonna care about. And for marketing, you wanna make sure all of the content that you create is really hitting a chord with your potential client and having an organized buyer persona, whether it is a one page PDF or a quick uh, presentation is a really wonderful way to get your team on the same page about exactly who you're targeting. And then from there, it really helps as a training piece for anyone who's creating sales copy or content for your marketing and it, it, of course, really cuts back on the time you spend figuring out exactly what is going to work and not work. So I had mentioned in a previous episode as well, is doing these interviews, doing this market research is a way of hacking the process. And if you are someone that's been in business for a while, don't despair. This is a practice that you can go through at any stage of your business and In fact, it's even more helpful to do once you have that data. So if you didn't do market research and you're not just getting started, it's a really good idea to take a look at your current customers or the conversations that your sales team's having to really decipher who would this archetyped buyer persona be and look like. So a resource that I always give to clients at the beginning of our sessions together is an article by Fast Company, which is just an exquisite example, um, Profiling Anthropology, which has a really wonderful 
uh, buttoned up brand and they're very clear on exactly the woman that they're targeting and in this fast company article which i'll link in the show notes breaks down all of the pieces that they the anthropology company consider about their buyer persona and how that helps them make informed decisions so i'm going to link that article in the show notes for you to take a look at because i find it incredibly valuable and very interesting so that brings us into what exactly is a buyer persona So a buyer persona is a semi-fictional character that represents your ideal customers, and it's based on data and research. It helps you focus your effort on attracting the right kinds of customers into your business. And this is a constant, um, it should be a constant point of reference. Because as you go through the day-to-day of your business and you find new opportunities, it is really a useful exercise to always come back to this buyer persona. I'm a real proponent of the idea that being fully intentional in your business, in your marketing, staying true to your brand is the quickest way to get from A to Z. It's the quickest way to revenue. So if we start scattering our efforts, especially when our resources and funding is limited, you're going to waste a lot of time kind of chasing rabbits down a hole, throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. But our buyer persona should really be our true north. This isn't to say that it can't be improved upon or tweaked, but with every campaign that you you, um, launch, with every uh, survey or bit of data that you gather on your customers, this should only strengthen your buyer persona and I hope not send you in various directions. So why do we create buyer personas in the first place? Well, creating these characters help understand, uh, help you to understand your customers better and informs on how to create content that can that attracts and converts and this this is all about you know the messaging that you put through and the copywriting you do on your um, email social media posts the copy on your website um, and also the designs that you create the visuals that you create for your business and you want to really make sure that any piece of content that you Uh, produce for your brand, for your company, that it really is congruent, right? That the, the visual and imagery that you're putting out has a real thesis statement behind it, which is, you know, your mission statement, the core pillars of your brand, and also is visuals and copy that's going to really connect with that buyer persona. You know, you don't want to create uh, copy and visuals that's not going to inspire or create a connection or elicit a reaction from your core target client because otherwise you're just not going to get their, you're not going to catch their interest. And in order for them to purchase from you, you need to connect with them. And so the deeper you can get into your buyer persona, not just the demographics, but the psychographics, this is actually much more important, is going to be a way 
that you're going to understand how to connect with this persona. And so that brings into, you know, exactly how do we create a persona? Well, the first thing I would recommend is if you do have a small team, if you are bootstrapping and you don't have a large advertising budget or a large budget to create individual sales funnels, I believe that it is much, much easier to go after only one segment at a time. Focus on one key persona at a time to build out all of the necessary, you know, copy, visual, content, sales funnels, marketing funnels that are going to support bringing that persona through the customer journey. Again, it's a it's definitely an instinct to capture all of the opportunities that you come across. And so what I often see with teams is this desire to cover all the bases and try to appeal to everyone. But in marketing and sales, the truth is if you're speaking to everyone, you're actually speaking to no one. And these big brands that you see like the Coca-Colas and Nikes of the world are able to capture market share across very varied buyer personas and demographics is because they have the money and the resources to build out build out full marketing and sales programs around each persona but if you're a startup you're bootstrapping or even if you you know you have a healthy marketing budget your dollars will be much better spent if you are intentional and focused on uh, on one particular persona so that brings us to what are the elements that bring up this per- make up this persona uh, the, there's, a, there's a bunch of tools available uh, across the internet. One that I've used on many occasion is a buyer persona building tool that HubSpot provides. And I will give you that link in the show notes as well because it's a great little place where you can store your buyer persona information online. You can upload a, you know, a little avatar and it walks you through some of the touch points that I'm going to be walking through right now. Um, But again, there's plenty of different ways that you can build this buyer persona. The important thing is that it is detailed and extensive, but accessible. You know, I really enjoy buyer personas being extremely detailed, but you don't want something that's 30 pages. I would recommend doing a really clear and concise one pager, or I've seen really great uh, buyer personas that we've built over, you know, three or four slides of a presentation. Whatever you have to do to really convey the core messages of who your persona is and what motivates them, but let's be able to keep it in a way that's bite-sized because it's going to be necessary to train your team on who this persona is, what motivates them, and those key factors in uh, helping push them through the sales journey. You know, their, their core decision, uh, you know, their pain points and their, their core decision Um, motivators. So let's talk about demographics and psychographics. It is very useful to go through some basic demographics. And one point I want to mention or trend that I see nowadays is demographics are not as, are not as clear cut as they used to be. I think this is because the aging population now in 2021 is very different than generations before. We have people that are aging much more gracefully 
they're much more active. Um, they have different motivations, different desires. They're much more social. And so you have this idea of those ranges of 50 to 70, for example, as being kind of this senior citizen sort of age maybe. And, and I'm just here to say that that's completely not the case. You have women, for example, in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, that in some cases have some similar buying habits. So it depends really what your product is. And I think that there's a great opportunity to widen the scope on your age range demographics, but focus a little bit more on the life circumstances and those psychographic elements. So psychographics refers to the psychological aspects of your buyer persona, right? What are their key motivations, you know? What are their life goals? And in this piece, it's really important to dig deep into where do these people spend time online? What online personalities, brands, Facebook groups, um, blogs, newspapers, online magazines, where does this core client, uh, potential client, spend their time? This is going to be a really great way for you to spy on other brands to get an idea of what uh, blog posts are really popular, what kind of social media posts go viral. And it also can inform you if you're going to participate in digital advertising, what would make sense to where, you know, would make sense to have your ads show up. And it's going, you know, with this intention, it's going to help you save a lot of money because it'll take the guesswork out of where exactly to find that target client. So as much information you can gather from this market research phase and these interviews, the better, because it really is hard to guess that. It's just a matter of really asking that dream client these things about their buying habits and their you know, how they surf the web and, and where they spend their time online is really going to help inform you on where and how to spend those marketing dollars wisely. The other thing you want to do is really break down what motivates your buyer persona, right? What is the core motivation that they have? And a really good example that I was thinking about the other day so me, you know, I'm a 37-year-old woman, I have two kids, and I was really thinking, what motivates me as a shopper? And I really identified that, you know, moms of young kids, we're, we're super busy. You know, we have so much on our plate, so much to think about. You know, it feels like our lives are sometimes moving at a faster pace than we can handle. And I identified that one of my biggest values, one of my biggest motivators is for whatever, whatever brands I interact with uh, and that I buy from is I, that I want to feel taken care of. That's one of my biggest motivators. So for me, for example, I spend, you know, quite a bit of money on subscription services because for me, that convenience is worth so much more um, the time that I gain, gain back, the mental headspace for me not to have to worry about going to the grocery store and putting meals together, this, is a, this hits a really big pain point of mine, right? So identify what are your buyer persona motivation? What really drives them? 
um, and going through, you know, mapping out a day in the a day in the life of your buyer persona is really helpful. Understanding the relationships they have. Do they have kids? Are they married? Um, are they healthy? You know, is health a challenge for them? There's a lot of different nuanced ideas that you can dig into when thinking about this buyer. And the more specific you can get, the better it's going to be in giving you the knowledge and power to craft really, really effective messaging um, and really help convert those prospects into buyers. Another really uh, interesting and important practice uh, to do is crafting a value matrix. So in doing this, you know, you're, you're uncovering what motivates your buyer persona and you're uncovering those pain points that they have. And a value matrix is just a very simple chart with two sides where the one side is here's the pain point and the other side is some copy around how your product or service satisfies, alleviates that pain point for the client. And this is going to be a really wonderful tool to have for all your marketing messaging, all your sales messaging, because again, it's going to be uh, assuring that exactly what you're doing in your copy, your sales, your marketing content is going to strike a chord with your buyer. So the last tip I would say is when you're going through the market research phase, now whether you've uh, not launched your business yet and you're starting fresh with market research or if you're in the middle of your business and you're trying to gain deeper insights on your customers through surveys for example i would really utilize or pay attention to gathering real quotes from real clients or real quotes from potential clients because oftentimes when you're crafting copy the most useful thing to do is just use the client's own words it's a really it's a really easy way to uh, craft an effective message. So I hope that this was useful to you. I will have these handful of resources that I mentioned in the show notes. You can go explore them on your own. Um, And I would love to hear your thoughts. Do you have any particular strategies that you use for gaining insights on your customers? I would love to hear them. Send me a DM on LinkedIn. Uh, comment on the blog on the website, uglyventures.com, U-G-L-I-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S. So that's ugly with an I, uglyventures.com. And I'll see you back here next week where we'll be talking about uh, exactly how to go about doing that market research that we talked about. And again, that's a phase, that, that's a, uh, a project that you can do at any phase of your business, right? We're all about gathering deeper insights and being able to apply them for better results. I'll see you here next week. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to the Marketing for Startups podcast and for sticking around till the end. It would mean so much to me if you could like and subscribe to this podcast. It's a great way of telling the world that this podcast has content worth listening to. And remember, you could always reach me at LinkedIn at Victoria Hajar or at uglyventures.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week.